like, I don't know who's going first anymore. Yeah, that's why I had to check. I was like, <laughs> yeah, it feels like it's been weeks, but it's been... I mean, I guess it technically has been about two weeks because we recorded yeah. two in one. That's true. Yes. yes. So we are back. Yay. First episode <laughs> of the new year. Yay. Episode 42. I was typing that in and I was like, is it really 42? I can't believe we're at 42. Right. Uh, it's kind of weird. And we haven't missed that many weeks. I think we've only missed like maybe three weeks. So Yeah, I was impressed with ourselves. So welcome back to another episode of Oi with the Terror already. I'm one of your hosts, Danielle. And I'm your other host, Sandra. My topic is one that you know about because you sent me uh, all these like ideas over the holiday. Yeah, I'm trying to remember what I sent you. I sent you a lot of, I don't know. I just, yep. I go, so the issue is I go on Facebook and then I go on BuzzFeed or I find these articles and I'm like, this looks interesting. Maybe Danielle <laughs> would like to know about it. Yeah, and at one point you were sending me a story about someone who was murdered almost every day, and I almost wanted to be like, Sandra, are you okay? (laughs) (laughs) And this is also around, like, uh, New Year's, so I was like, Uh, I know she's with family. I don't know what's happening, but they're just looking at a lot of true crime stories. I think I was just like, maybe she'll use this for the podcast, like, if she doesn't know what to do next. I don't know. And also, like, you're one of my only friends that, like, knows about true crime. So, like, sometimes I do send it to you to, like, talk about it, not just, like, look at this article. But, yeah. I think it was also around your birthday, too. So my apologies for that timing of that one. Oh. That was funny. Um, I also don't remember which article that was. So that shows how much I send you stuff. Well, this one is from the BuzzFeed mm-hmm. right, article. Right, right. Which you and I were both like, we need to learn more about this because it was just a very interesting like snippet that BuzzFeed talked about. Yeah, it was kind of a weird collection of stories. I think it was called like the strangest or saddest something of something. Mm-hmm. And then it was like one was um, Carol Lombard, this old Hollywood actress from like the 30s or 40s died in a plane crash but the article mm-hmm. made it sound like it was all myster- mysterious and like yeah. how did the plane really crash dude i was like what i've never even heard of that as being a weird that was just like a plane crash that's it so that there was like a variety of different types of stories i feel like yeah but buzzfeed also is known to do that where they'll like they'll hook you in and then they right. throw in like random ones and you're like that not scary or that's not true crimey but okay a few of them were just sad yeah real sad but then this one caught my eye and it was mainly the photo because there was a picture of an old woman and she's apparently known as one of the worst serial killers and her name is baba anushka <laughs> I'm trying not to laugh, but the name is kind of comical. I know. Bit. And the fact, yeah, she in her photo, she has like she's dressed in a she has a shawl on and all black and like that classic like handkerchief thing around her mm-hmm. hair. So she looks like classic old grandma look and then it's like she's the worst serial killer. <laughs> yeah. 
It's a little weird, but yeah. I'm curious to hear more about her. Again, BuzzFeed did not say much. <laughs> so I found, I mean, I used, I looked at three different websites for this. But yeah, none of the articles were very long. And it seemed like they didn't have a lot of information on her life when she was younger. So the stuff I found basically starts when she's like in her 20s or 30s or something. So I, yeah, this is definitely one of my shorter stories. I don't know. There just like wasn't a ton of information. Maybe it's because it's an older case too. It's from Mm -hmm. basically the 1920s. Yeah. So it's about 100 years old, which makes Mm -hmm. sense. She's known as the world's oldest serial killer. So imagine a old, an old woman dressed in a black scarf and a black dress. She's standing at a table mixing different plants and herbs. She was mixing toxic plants and arsenic. And she was known as the Benat Witch or the Witch of Vladimirovic. In the late 19th and early 20th centuries, murders kept taking place in the small village of Vladimir Movic in Yugoslavia. No one was able to track down the killers, but it was later revealed it was Baba Anushka. She was born Anna Draskin, Draxin, and was an herbalist and medicine expert who was well known because of this. She attended a private school, spoke five languages, and seemed to have all the resources for a prosperous future. But one day she became a recluse, but still continued studying chemistry and medicine. So apparently at the age of 20, she was seduced by a young Austrian military officer, and she contracted syphilis from him, and then he later left her brokenhearted. So after this, she married a landowner who was much older than she was. They had 11 children, but only one survived to adulthood. So because her husband was much older, he died after 20 years of marriage. And basically, it's at that point that she became more reclusive. She had a laboratory in a wing of her house, and this gave her the opportunity to continue exploring medicine She would make different kinds of potions, which had severe effects. Anushka used arsenic, mercury, mousetrap, or tatula plant, also known as grasshopper or devil's grass. And she had a wide customer base, which consisted mainly of women who wanted potions to fix their relationship issues. Her customer base was so large that she earned a respectable income, her love potions were custom-made depend- and uh, changed depending on the severity of the problem, a.k.a. the weight of the victims. Her number of victims varies from 50 to 150, but an exact number will never be known. So basically, this old woman was a chemist who made deadly love potions for her customers, in the 1920s, she employed a woman named, named Lubina Melenkov who would seek potential clients and bring them to Anushka's house. Her eventual downfall was brought on from one of her regular clients, Stana Mamirov. She killed her husband using one of the love potions and also bought herbal remedies from her. When Mamirov remarried and a rich relative of her new husband's died, she was arrested and questioned. 
and she indicated Anushka and the two killings. Then a year later, Anushka sold a woman a potion to kill her husband's father. The man's 16-year-old granddaughter was tricked into administering the poison, and he fell ill and died. She was finally apprehended in 1928 at the age of 90 and sentenced to 15 years in prison in 1929. Six others were also arrested who were somehow involved with the killings. The co-defendants turned on Anushka, claiming they were unaware that the potions contained poison. Both Stana and Sofia Mamirov told the judge they thought that Anushka's supernatural powers caused the deaths. Before this, she was unconvicted for 40 years. Her first trial was in 1914, but she was acquitted. So after spending eight years in prison, she was released due to old age and died in 1938 in her home at the age of 100. So Anna Droxen used her knowledge and powers for evil and became known as the deadliest old woman in the modern era. Wow. I mean, I guess, I don't know, I guess like love potions were like a big thing back in the day, like even in the 1920s. <laughs> I always think those are more reserved for like the 18th or 17th century for some reason. But yeah, that's a lot of people. <laughs> Maybe some of the men deserved it, but I'm guessing yeah. not every single. It's just like such a funny idea, like this old lady who's also her nickname is the witch. And if you look up photos of her, I'm wondering if maybe like movies used her as Mm -hmm. the like muse for witches because she's literally dressed in all black. (laughs) I mean, maybe, maybe that's where they get like some of the inspiration from and potions too, like witches have potions so it makes sense but it's just it's also i'm sorry did it say did you say that she was like not or she was let go because of old age like she wasn't arrested because of old age she served in prison for eight years but then they let her go for being old i guess that's changed because i don't think that would be the case i hope that's not wouldn't be the case today (laughs) she's too frail to mix poison she can go I don't know. I mean, but kudos to her for living to like 100. That's <laughs> maybe it was those potions. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm guessing she probably killed her kids too. Like, well, if one of them survived until of... adulthood, maybe that was her favorite, which is horrible to say. But yeah, mm. I don't know. It's just interesting. It's just, it's also, it is a very much like poison is a woman's. A woman's mark usually. Right. Instead mm-hmm. of just like cold blood murder, it usually is poison. So that's interesting. And the fact uh, that she was a chemist and medicine expert. Yeah. So she knew all this. Like she knew what she was doing. That's kind of scary. Yep. Also, just to go to someone to be like, hey, I need a potion. Like I would never go to anyone. She was almo- almost <laughs> like a old-fashioned pharmacist or something making her medicines i mean yeah i guess like some men probably deserved it but i don't know if all of them did right if they don't even know how many people she poisoned they're guesstimating like probably a lot she probably did this for a very long time before people put two and two together Mm -hmm. so that's kind of i don't know 
It's an interesting story. I kind of wish there was more. Like that definitely is a like specific subgenre too under crime or like mm-hmm. famous women poisoners, yeah, serial killers. There are a lot. There there are a lot more female serial killers than I think we we mm-hmm. like. Realized. I went on a, the ghost tour I did in in New Orleans was literally called like murderesses or something like that like fe- famous female mm-hmm. ladies it was a really good tour that sounds like an awesome tour sounds like we, something I would do <laughs> yeah you would definitely enjoy it um it was a walking tour and the guy the tour guide was like this character he was like dressed in period garb <laughs> those are always the best best toy tours when they're dressed as in like period clothing or if it's a ghost tour and they're dressed in like spooky makeup trying to scare you like the one we went on hmm i've done a ghost tour in so long same i feel like i'm like going through withdrawal like i need to do another one somewhere i know hmm. maybe in the summer when yeah. it's like nicer out oh yeah we still have to go to salem yes so oh, yeah we do that would be a good place to do it. Mm-hmm. That would be. I feel like I hear music or something. It's probably from my end. I was watching Hot in Cleveland oh, in okay. honor of Betty White. Oh. And I think they're doing the intro, so my bad. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> I thought I had it on really, I, really low, too. <laughs> I don't think I can. It's only when we're not talking, so it's probably fine. We'll just have a light jazz playing <laughs> as background music. Sounds good. to my story then so I did send you a photo and I don't think it was a very good one I think it confused you a little bit so it was a picture yeah my only (laughs) guess was talisman because I'm like I have no idea it was like looked like a metal sculpture of a man maybe so mine's a little I mine's yeah a little bit longer so I'll see if I can maybe cut it down a little bit so I for this week I'm talking about the yowie which is like the Australian Bigfoot essentially um, from what I understand so I don't know if you've heard of the yowie or not Mm, I don't think so no okay some people have some people haven't I picked this a while ago and I was trying to think of like what to do and I really wanted to do something from Australia because I haven't we haven't really like talked mm. about Australia yet. So I kind of went around like Australian folklore and everybody kept talking about the Yowie. So that's kind of why I picked that. So basically the Yowie is one of several names for the Australian folklore entity that is reputed to live in the outback 
The creature supposedly has its roots in Aboriginal oral history. So in parts of Queensland, they are known as the goonkin or as a type of goonkin. Um, in parts of New South Wales, they are called the, and excuse my pronunciation, the Jindaring, Jerwawa, or the Pudikin. Um, other names include Yaroma or the Wawi. Um, they are also, they are common in um, Aboriginal Australian legends, particularly in Eastern Australian states. The Yowie is generally described as a hairy and ape-like creature that stands upright between 2.1 meters, so 6 feet 11 inches, and 3.6 meters, which is 12 feet. Its feet are described as a lot larger than humans, um, but its tracks are inconsistent in shape and toe number, and the descriptions of the Yowie foot and footprints provided by Yowie witnesses are even more varied than those of Bigfoot. So the Yowie nose is also described as wide and flat. As far as behavioral, um, as their behavior, some report that the Yowie is very timid or shy. Others describe the Yowie as sometimes violent or even aggressive. The origin of the name Yowie as described, the origin of the name Yowie to describe unidentified Australian hominids is unclear. The term was first used back in 1875 among the Kalman, again, excuse my pronunciation, Camille Aori people and documented in Reverend William Ridley's Camilleori and other Australian language. The Yowie is a spirit that also is is said to roam over the earth at night. Um, Some modern writers have suggested that it arose through the Aboriginal legends of the Yahoo. And Robert Holden actually recounted several stories that support this from the 19th century, including a European account from 1892 that said that the natives of Australia believe in the Yahoo, um, this being they described as resembling a man of nearly the same height with long white hair hanging down from the head over the, over the features. The arms are extraordinarily long and furnished at the extremities with great talons and the feet are turned backwards so that a flying so that on flying from man the imprint of the foot appears as if being had traveled in the opposite direction all just together they describe it as a hideous monster of an unearthly character an ape-like appearance another story about the name that was collected from the aboriginal source actually suggested that the creature is part of dream time or of the dream time. On the other hand, Jonathan Swift's Yahoo's from Gulliver's Travels and European traditions of hairy wild men are also cited as possible source. Furthermore, there's great public excitement that was aroused in Britain in the early 1800s when the first arrivals of Captain Orangutan for display. So some people also may thought may have thought that the Yowie was more of like an orangutan than an actual person or an actual creature. Then in the 19th century, the accounts of the indigenous apes appeared in the Australian Town and Country Journal. The earliest account happened or was reported in November of 1876. They actually asked readers who has not heard from the earliest settlement of the colony, the black speaking of some unearthly animal or inhuman creature, namely the 
Yahoo Devil Devil or Harry Man of the Wood um, in an article entitled Australian Apes appearing six years later, amateur naturalist Henry James McCooey claimed to have seen, and I quote, an indigenous ape on the south coast of New South Wales between Bateman and Bay, Bateman's Bay and Uladula. He said that a few days ago that he saw one of the strange creatures on the coast between Bateman's Bay and Uladula. Um, I should think that if it, if it were standing perfectly upright, it would be nearly five feet high. It was tail, it was tailless and covered with very long black hair, which was of a dirty red or snuff color about the throat and breast. Its eyes, which were small and restless, were particularly hidden by matted hair and covered its head. I threw a stone at the animal, whereupon it immediately rushed off. Makui offered to capture the ape for the Australian Museum for 40 pounds or 40 euros. According to Robert Holden, a second outbreak of reported ape sightings then appeared in 1912. The Yowie appeared in Donald Friend's Hilidiana, a collection of writings about the gold uh, the gold fields near Hill End in New South Wales. Friend refers to the Yowie as a species of Bunyip. Um, Holden also cites the appearance of the Yowie in a number of Australian tall tales in the late 19th and early 8th century. Today, according to the top and Yowie investigator, who is Andrew McGinn, Sorry, the death and mutilation of a pet dog near Darwin could have been the result of the attack by the mythical Yowie. The dog's owners believed dingoes were responsible. Um, in the Australian Capital Territory back in 2010, Canberra man said he saw an animal that was described, and I quote, as a juvenile covered in hair with long arms that almost touched the ground in his garage. A friend later told him that it could have been the Yowie. There have also been various Yowie sightings in New South Wales. Um, one back happened back in 1977 in an article in the Sydney Morning Herald that reported that residents of Oxley Island near Taree recently heard screaming noises made by an animal at night. There was another incident in 1994 where Tim the Yowie Man claimed to have seen a Yowie in the Bindabella Ranges. In August of 2000, a Canberra bushwalker described seeing an unknown bipedal beast in the Brindabella Mountains. The bushwalker Steve Piper caught the incident on videotape, and that film is now known as the Piper film. And then in May of 2012, a United States television crew claimed they have recorded an audio of the Yowie in a remote region of the New South Wales-Queensland border. I also found it interesting that there are prominent Yowie hunters because it kind of makes me think of like how we have the um, the Bigfoot kind of hunters over here in the States and it's like their job to go out and they volunteer to like try to find Bigfoot. So apparently one of the more prominent Yowie hunters is Rex Gilroy and he has been doing this since the 1970s. He's a paranormal enthusiast as well and a self-employed cryptozoologist. He has attempted to popularize the Yowie. He claims to have collected over 3,000 reports of them and proposed that they come that they comprise a relic population of extinct ape or homo species. 
He believes that the Yowie is related to the North American Bigfoot, along with his partner, Heather Gilroy. Gilroy has spent 50 years amassing his Yowie collection. Tim the Yowie Man is also a published author who claims to have seen the Yowie in the Brindabella Ranges back in 1994. Since then, he has investigated the Yowie sightings and other paranormal phenomenon. He also writes a regular column in the Australian newspapers called the Canberra Times and the Sydney Morning Herald. In 2004, he won a legal case against Cadbury, a popular British confectionery company. Cadbury had clarified or had claimed that his moniker was too similar to the range of the Yowie was too similar to the range of the Yowie confectionery. And then there's Gary Obit. He is an ABC local radio wildlife programmer and environmental scientist. There has also obviously been some debate over the Yowie, like how we have debate over Bigfoot, about whether or not it's even exists or if it's something else. There is an Australian historian by the name of Graham Joyney who maintains that the Yowies never actually existed He points out that it was unknown before 1975 and that it originated in possibly a misunderstanding. His interest has always been the 19th century phenomenon known as the Yahoo, also called the hairy man or the Australian ape or the Australian gorilla, which is a shattered uh, creature then seen as an undiscovered marsupial, but one that was presumably extinct in the early 20th century. There is some evidence for its former existence which in his book, which was published back in 1977, The Hairy Man of Southeastern Australia, which is a collection of documents about the Yahoo. It is based on research that began back in 1970, and it actually summarized in pretty detailed documentation that in July of 1973, notes on the hairy man, wild man, or Yahoo, um, at which time the Yahoo had long been forgotten and nothing had been heard of the alleged Yowie, He has since explained that the book was published to actually promote the former and to counter, not to actually endorse the now extraordinary claims about the Yowie. According to Joyner, the the notion of the Yowie arose following the review of the Sydney newspaper of John Napier's 1972 book, Bigfoot, the Yeti, and the Sasquatch, Sasquatch in Myth and Reality. His response is that it was kryptonized and he did kind of go against Rex Gildroy citing that the Aboriginal figure from Western and Central Australian called the Tangera made the astonishing claim that the Australian was that Australia was home to its own Aboriginal snowman. However, the image of the enormous primate that Gildroy actually um, presented to the Australian public in May of 1975 as the Yowie while overly modeled on exotic forms just like the Yeti, was apparently inspired by muddled recollections from the newspaper's readers as much as earlier stories about the Yahoo. So he claims that it has no basis in reality. So yeah, long-winded, but that's what I found out about the Yowie. So I thought it was interesting because like, it is pretty much exactly like the Bigfoot, for at least for us. Mm-hmm. And I thought about talking about the big about Bigfoot, but there's just so much to talk about with Bigfoot because he's seen like literally all over the country. Like mm. I was just out in Seattle. He's really famous in Washington State. He's also apparently been sighted in Texas and like sighted up here in like the Northeast. So it's kind of like, is there more than one? 
But it's also like, could the yaoi just have been like an, an identified orangutan or, or some sort of ape type creature? Um, or is it a cousin of Bigfoot? Like, I don't know. It could they be said that it's his six, cousin. Six foot 11? Yeah, it's between oh, six God. feet and like 12 yeah. feet. So I'm like, what animal out there is yeah. used 12 feet besides like, I don't know. I can't think of an ape, a monkey or an ape off the top of my head that's like no. 12, like six foot. No. So that's why I'm thinking like orangutan because of like, it's really hairy and it looks like, I don't know, it's like orange. Like, I don't know. So that's what I was thinking. Like maybe they thought that they saw something, but it was just like an orangutan or monkey mm-hmm. or an ape. But I yeah. thought it's also interesting how like Joyner kind of argued that like oh due to like the western you know like the states like maybe we want something too so like maybe that's where it came from just from like wanting to also have something that they could claim was like the Bigfoot and indigenous to Mm. Australia so it is kind of one of those interesting things where it's like you can talk to people who have seen it and obviously people like study it and want to find it but are they really going to find it? So it reminds me also of the Loch Ness Monster. Yes. And I recently watched an episode. It's on the Travel Channel, Castles and Legends. I've been meaning to watch like that. that. Yeah, yeah, it's really good. I mean, <laughs> I don't know how many episodes there are. I was watching it through Sling, so there are only four episodes. Mm-hmm. But each episode I was like enthralled by. Um, so they basically talked about the Loch Ness Monster and how they debunked it and mm-hmm. stuff. So... Yeah, I remember years ago, I was, was, it probably wasn't years ago, it was probably in 2020, and it just feels like it was years ago. I was watching some sort of documentary on Scotland, and they brought up the Loch Ness Monster, and there is literally, like, this guy whose job is to look out for the Loch Ness Monster. (laughs) So he lives out, like, near the loch, or, like, camps Mm -hmm. out, like, on the loch, and just, like, watches it, and that is his job. And I'm kind of envious, because I'm like, that's a really cool job, but at the same time, like they disproved it yeah so, what? <laughs> yeah his job like i don't know i don't think he gets paid for it or anything i think it's like okay. a volunteer job but he literally just like sits and looks out on the lock and just well. like watches for the Loch Ness monster which <laughs> is kind of cool so yeah it's just what's another thing that's just a debate like is it real is it not real is it based on something from a long time ago or are we just like wasting our time trying to find out if it's real yeah so that is my question for everyone. Do you guys think that creatures like the Loch Ness Monster, Bigfoot, or the Yowie are actually real? Or are they? Can they be debunked? Right into us with your <laughs> personal experiences. Yes. Vote. Send a vote. <laughs> yes or no. I might actually do that for my Instagram post this week and just be like, yes or no, is Bigfoot or the Yowie or whatever real? Mm-hmm. see what people say because I don't know a part of me wants them to be real but then a part of me is like I don't think they're real so. yeah I, I don't think so I'm too much of a cynic yeah <laughs> yeah no I agree my younger self would have said yes but my older almost 30 self is like no <laughs> I also always think of Michaela when we talk about Bigfoot because she used to I think she still does uh, she really likes that show on History Channel, Finding Bigfoot. Oh, or whatever yeah. It is. See, that's the other thing, too, is, like, they obviously are making money off of these, like, people. 
Yeah. That are actually trying to find out if, like, Bigfoot and the Yowie are, like, real or not. <laughs> and they're super serious, too. Like, the people are like, oh, no, like, I've seen it. Hmm. Like, there's a, there's a group that I follow, like, another podcast group, and one person posted in it, like, this job description in Texas, and it was, like, wanted person to find Bigfoot skills. You need, like, wilderness skills, like, and it may be dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> and I couldn't tell if the job posting was a joke or not. <laughs> like some people are really serious wow. about that. So yeah. So let us know. Do you think that any of these the legends are real and why? Or do you have relatives that have like are big Bigfoot believers or Yowie believers or whatever? So Should we do the always of the week. Yeah. Do you want to go first? Yeah, I have one. Right, I have I a few think, I could go with. I have to think of which one I'm going to go with, so this actually buys me time. Okay. Yes, yeah, so imagine this. It's late December. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. So, like, a week ago. <laughs> Ten days ago. Okay. So, Dave and I are just innocently... I don't know what we were doing. Just innocently hanging out at the house. Uh-huh. And then <laughs> Dave notices there is water in front of the dishwasher. Oh, no. So our dishwasher basically officially died. At first, I thought, he like, he said water in front of the dishwasher. So I was like, mm-hmm. okay, probably just a little bit. And then I actually opened the dishwasher and the whole, like, bottom is was basically filled with water. Dave had to use a dry wet dry vac thing oh no so now we ordered the dishwasher basically right when it happened no a few days after yeah something like that so basically they told us yeah the kind you want and everything you should be able to get it by late july i mean january <laughs> late january i was gonna say like july look somewhere else no, but it feels like July. So we're basically just using like paper plates and paper bowls and stuff because we're also home like almost every day right now. So it's more dishes. But yeah, the paper bowl plate thing is helping. So wow. Yeah, because that's just like, oh God, like so many dishes, blah, blah, blah. But yeah. it's fine. Well, I hope that it comes soon. Yeah, I'm hoping. Like, they basically made it sound like maybe earlier, but probably late January. So I'm hoping it's like, I don't know, maybe next week we'll hear something. But yeah. <sighs> so you're dealing with the roof and now you're dealing with the dishwasher. Yep. So our <laughs> roof should be getting fixed on Wednesday. Yay. So that'll be good. I mean, it it did snow a few days ago and we haven't had any water from that. <laughs> the roofing guy basically said like oh yeah you should get this done before it snows yeah but it didn't seem to make anything worse at least so that's good that was good wow adult things <laughs> it's fun right it's fun being an adult <laughs> yeah basically right when i turned 30 my dishwasher died <laughs> well now you get a new one so <laughs> i know i'm Yay. excited about that sweet wedding lowe's gift cards yeah Nothing like a new appliance that you have to learn how to use. Yeah. <laughs> All the buttons will be different. Oh, yeah. This was a... I, I didn't say this. 
The dishwasher is at least 10 years old, maybe up to 15, and it's a Kenmore. So kind of impressive, I guess. Yeah, really impressive. Classic Kenmore. Usually dishwashers now only last about four or five years. Mm. So yeah, as does every everything now, it feels like. Yeah, like most appliances. Yeah. All right. So I guess my oi, it wasn't really like an oi, like your type of oi. So when I visited my mom out in Seattle and my stepdad, obviously I had to fly out there. So this happened actually after like right after you and I were done recording the last episode, I think. Mm-hmm. I think the one that we did for New Year's that Thursday mm-hmm. before I left. And so you and I were done recording and I was just like packing, like innocently, like, okay, I have to be up at like 4.30 tomorrow. I'm just, just gonna like, like David and I were innocently <laughs> at the house. <laughs> like I'm just trying to pack up my stuff. I'm trying to find stuff because like, I don't know, I couldn't find some stuff. Yeah. Trying to make sure that like all of my Christmas gifts like fit in. And then I get like this paranoid call from my mom who's like have you checked your flight and I was like what do you mean she's like well a lot of flights are getting canceled for like I think it was like at that point it was like American and Delta and I was like mom Hmm. I'm flying American I'm I'm not flying either of those and she's like why did I think you were flying like Delta I'm like I don't know maybe I looked at a Delta flight but I'm flying American so luckily my flight going out was fine because that was when all of the flights started to get canceled due to Hmm. staffing issues and just the holiday and then coming back, all I heard on the news, because my mom and stepdad like to watch mm-hmm. the news every night, and I don't anymore, so I'm, like, a little bit out of touch. Like, I don't pay t- – like, I get, like, notifications and stuff, but, like, yeah, yeah. I don't pay as close attention as I probably should. Mm. And all week, all I heard was this flight – like, 1,200 flights today were canceled or, like, 1,500 mm. flights today were canceled. And I was like, please don't let my flight canceled going back to Boston. And mm-hmm. it wasn't, luckily. But, like, just the stress of, like, please don't let my flight be canceled. I don't want to be stuck in Seattle for, like, an extra few days because of all this. So that was my oi. Just, like, trying to calm my mom down where I was, like, not not on those yeah. flights. And then yeah, that trying, really help. trying to enjoy my vacation but also being, like, oh, no, am I going to get stuck here? Like, it's a good thing I brought my work computer. But, like, oh, no, am I going to get stuck here? So there is that. So yeah, mm-hmm. that's that's my oi from technically like at this point two weeks ago, week and a half ago. Yeah. So like just not the same situation, but that reminded me of when Dave and I were driving back to Mass on January 3rd. Mm-hmm. I don't know what was going on with like the roads. I think it just rained or something, but the roads were apparently all AC. I think we drove by like six different car accidents on the way back. Including, you know, that tunnel near, like, Hamden, New Haven? Mm-hmm. Yep. There was a, a car accident happened. There are two lanes in it. It's a narrow tunnel. The car next to me, I'm in, like, the right lane. The car's in the left lane. We're going in the same direction. There was, like, a four-car pileup, basically, that happened with the car next to me. And I'd never, I never saw a tunnel or a car accident in that tunnel before. It's, no. like, terrifying. That's we just scary. heard like a like crunch, crunch, crunch. So I don't think it was bad, but it's just mm-hmm. like all the cars are going at 40 miles an hour or whatever. You're yeah. like, it says no, you're not supposed to stop in it or anything. Yeah. It, like there's a car accident, you're basically stuck there. Like I think they closed off the lanes until 
people came. I was just like, oh my god, literally the car next to me. That's so that scary because but... it's like that could have been me, right? So like we just had it was crazy, and then we drove by like so many other accidents later. I'm like, what is happening? It wasn't like I think it was raining maybe, but it wasn't snowing or anything. And yeah, it's just it weird. Also, the other thing that's weird, too, about Seattle is they got snow over there. Mm. So we got about eight inches, which is weird because first my mom was like, my mom basically said, like, it doesn't snow over here in December. Like, it's usually February. So that was weird. Yeah, yeah. Global warming, basically. But the other thing, too, with Seattle, when they get snow, they're like London. Like, they don't do anything. They don't really plow. They don't pre-treat the roads. They don't salt. They don't sand. So if you get snow, you you are stuck. So I was basically stuck the entire week that I was in Seattle. Like, luckily, my mom and stuff, I lived near, like, walking distance of stuff. So, like, we went to the movies. We went and we were able to do stuff. But, like, the normal stuff they would have taken me to do, like, we couldn't do because we couldn't go on the roads because the roads were still so bad. And my mom has a Subaru. So it's not like she's got, like, you know, a car that's crappy in the snow. Subaru's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was the other thing, too, where – but I enjoyed it because I was like, I'm just relaxing and watching Hallmark. Mm-hmm. Like, this is what I wanted to do on my vacation. <laughs> but my mom felt so bad because she's like, just we can't take you to like any of the places. And a lot of restaurants were closed because they weren't plowing the parking lots. So they were all losing money because like that's mm-hmm. a big week for them. So it was just weird. It was just one of those vacations where I was like, yep, global warming. This is this is weird. Yeah, we haven't – the it just snowed here the other day, but – we haven't really had a big snowstorm yet. Yeah. Like, we had nine inches, but then it melted the next day, basically. So, yeah. but no- tomorrow it's supposed to be freezing. Yeah, I heard that, like, at least, I think the Boston Public Schools are, like, closed tomorrow because it's so cold. Oh. Hmm. So, that's going to be a fun commute for me into work tomorrow. I'm going to be freezing. <laughs> but it'll be fine. We should be used to this. <laughs> we could just spend an episode talking about weather here. Yeah. And how <laughs> we're just used to all this shit that we get thrown at. Snow, hot summers. It's like, okay. What's, oh, what's we next? use we finally whipped out Dave's um snowblower thingy that's almost twenty years old. Sixteen. Sixteen years old. Nice. So we use that. My dad would be proud. It basically looks like this like old-fashioned lawnmower or something. But it worked pretty well. Yeah. As long as it works and it gets the job done and it doesn't quit on you midway through like a job, you're good. First time using a snowblower, so that was exciting. Yeah. Snowblowers are fun. I don't know. I think it's better than shoveling, but... Yeah, I mean, it made it, yeah, like, it cleared off this area of the driveway that would have taken at least, like, twice as long, if not more, if you shoveled, so. I'm trying to remember your driveway, but I think I'm remembering your parents' driveway. (laughs) It's kind of, oh, it's probably a little shorter. Yeah, theirs is probably a little longer. I don't know, feet. (laughs) One and a half meters. (laughs) How long is our driveway? 120 feet. Okay, thanks, Dave. (laughs) Reason 50 why he was a serial killer. <laughs> he just knew that. He measured it to know what it cost to repave. <laughs> it's a six car driveway. All right. 
everyone. Thank you for joining us for another fun episode of Oi with the Terror already. Um, you can find us on Instagram. It's at Oi with the Terror already. You can find us on Facebook at Oi with the Terror already podcast. We drop a new episode every Thursday. And if you have any fun stories or ghost stories or whatever, or if you think that Bigfoot actually exists and you want to present your thesis on why, you can definitely email that to us. Our email address is already at gmail.com. And you can find us on any app that has podcasts, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Google Podcasts. And we will see you next time. Bye.